0: This is Debo Samuel. You'll listen to Roster Watch.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap. Here, of course, with the Trash Man to discuss some of the sneakier, sneaky Trash Man, sneaky fantasy football situations uh, here in early 2023 as we are uh, updating the the best ball cheat sheet to version 1.2, and we're getting ready for. Getting our Dynasty rookie cheat sheets and the rookie rankings sort of up and ready to go to where those get integrated into the uh, 2023 Roster Watch Dynasty Top 250 for pro members. Certainly excited about that. We're going to be talking about a running back that we were able to watch these last couple of days, Kendra Miller from TCU. So we'll do that at the end. Trashman, what the hell's going on, brother?
0: You know, just basking in the sweet smell of a freshly cut lawn,
1: do you have a lawn? Yeah, I can't believe you have a. I can't believe they let you guys have lawns over there. Man. <laughs> I live in a house. I know, but I mean, you're talking East Austin, man. For one, it's too expensive to have a lawn, and for two, the, the people over there aren't going to let
0: you use water. Are You kidding me? Yeah, I mean, uh, well, it's all the rain that we've been having recently, and like, uh, yeah, I mean, I have a pretty decent lawn here for you know, a one bedroom
1: house yeah well like like soundgarden says man the grass is always greener where the dogs are you know what well they'll have to go (laughs) and listen to that (laughs) okay uh that's on outshine so you can go check that out um all right let's
0: get to it i think i think that i think matt cameron wrote Outshine or the music for i could be mistaken but i feel like he maybe wrote some of that terrific band
1: All right, let's uh, get to some of these sneaky fantasy football situations. One that I just thought was kind of sneaky and under the radar, and it's weird because so we left the combine thinking, okay, based on the way that we've had interactions with these coaches and GMs, the two running backs who are not leaving that you don't have to worry about in free agency, the ones who absolutely are locks to come back are Jamal Williams to the Lions and uh, Deontay Foreman to the Panthers. Right. And, it was another case of maybe taking these coaches and these GMs at, you know, taking them at face level. Um, let's, you know, not maybe not reading into what maybe reading into what they said a little bit too much when they're 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 just there to talk. As far as they're concerned, they're just there to talk to dipshit reporters. They you know, they're not there to help you make your life easier. um Do they you know, think? Give- do you think they view you as a
0: human being? no
1: no i think they view i think they view you as like a non like an npc like a non-player character (laughs) just in a video game like you know what i'm saying they just they just kind of view you as something to um something that you have to navigate around and able to complete and and to to be able to to complete your mission but yeah nothing that they have any kind of human connection with unless you know i mean i I guess some of these guys well some of the questions
0: that people ask i'm not surprised
1: some of these people are morons dude Don't even get me started on the Cleveland beat. I mean, that's a maniacally weird beat. Um, But hey, there are people on these beats individually. Who do have relationships with the coaches in these GMs, but it's all political, dude. Like, you know, that's because these coaches into these GMs know if they get in hot water that they're gonna need a friend in the media who's gonna be able to explain away whether they did this and this and this and this. So no man, like you're an you're an NPC to these guys, even if you're uh even if you're their main guy sort of on on the beat. They use you as a tool. Regardless, the guy who we th- On the other side of that thing, so, all right, so we took away the wrong info about Jamal Williams, the wrong info about Deontay Foreman. You know, we got all the wrong vibes about that. The vibes that I got that were just worse and the guy I got way down on was Tyler Algier because what Arthur Smith said was he literally said that you need, like, look, we we, we thought Tyler was good last year well you know you know we certainly you know he'll be a part of this moving forward but we're going to add more guys he's literally said we're going to add more guys um you you need more than one and and trash man, as i look at it and i'm kind of downgrading some of these guys and i'm and i'm and i'm moving guys down or moving certain guys up i'd move david montgomery above deandre swift yesterday what do you think of that
0: oh that's fine i mean i think he's gonna better position it, it doesn't go with
1: it it doesn't go with ADP quite yet but I feel like if we stay ahead of that ADP it's probably I mean David Montgomery's gonna end up going ahead of DeAndre Swift barring radically unforeseen circumstances so might as well just get that done now regardless um so I'm making these changes moving guys up and down as we get these free agent news and I look at Tyler Algier, who i moved way down and I don't know why you did I told you the other day is holding steady they haven't brought anybody in I think that's a sneaky thing to think about like the running back market is just flush with people,
0: right? I, th- I, th- I mean, I, I, was, I in a, a few podcasts ago when we talked about, it, and I said Tyler Algier finished the year off strong. <laughs> we like, got, I like Algier going into 2023.
1: We got Cody Carpentier in the chat. <laughs> Not afraid of John who playing in the backfield. Like, <laughs> he's asking if we're afraid of John who, John who taking 50 to 70 carries away. See, so, I mean, they they, they go after uh, John. I, who's I'm worried Smith. about him
0: taking targets away from Kyle Pitts. To, Mr. Irrelevant. They go after
1: T- Taylor Heineke. They go after Mac Hollins. Like there's a there's a there's a there's a uh, just what is it a, a, a corn a, a a virtual cornucopia, cornucopia? of well, these that was of nice running backs available, and they don't and and they don't give a shit. After they told us that they're going to bring in more running backs, and now all of a sudden I'm sitting here, Tyler Algier. It feels like I've gotten a little bit too down on him based on this idiotic conversation that I had with these guys who didn't give us the right info anyway. We were assured Deontay Foreman was coming back. We were assured that Jamal Williams was coming back. We were assured that the floodgates were going to open on Tyler Algier's volume because of what Arthur Smith said. And just, they haven't done anything. Now, I mean, he's, he's, he still has to dodge the draft. But, if he, dude, he's dodged the first, second, and third waves of free agency at this point. So, my question for you, I mean – if I get him up, I think probably he belongs in the bottom of the tier that is a big tier. But the bottom of this tier is guys like, you know, James Cook, Rashad Penny, Rashad White, James Connor. Um, and then the New Orleans guys, Kamara and Jamal Williams. I think after those two, Tyler Algier belongs there in that group before we get down into the next group, which is guys like. Kareem Hunt, who still hasn't been picked up, A.J. Dillon, who was so damn disappointing last year. Um, now Deontay Foreman and uh, Khalil Herbert, now that they're in a you know some, some, somewhat of a pissing match there that you and I talked about last show. Um, I think Algier belongs closer up to that tier that ends with Kamara and Jamal Williams. How, 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 did, but how, like, how do you feel about? Do you feel like that's right? Or do you think he or do you think he's still is he somewhere in between those two tiers, maybe on his own?
0: I mean, I think he's fine right there. I think we you know we kind of wait and see what happens with the draft and move on from there. But right now, I think he's I think I don't think putting him in between those that group or putting him with the backman, I don't think it's gonna make much difference right now.
1: Well it, it will because here here's what it would do. do you, Okay, so in best ball, let's say you're picking, let's just say you're picking, um, let's say you're picking at the beginning of, let's say you have a like 102 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And you can start out with um, Jamar Chase. And then in the turn you can end up. I mean, I dude, I started a a team yesterday when I was when I was running tests. I started a team: Jamar Chase, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard. You can do that. But even if you don't get guys that are you know in that Tony Pollard Derrick Henry deal, you can get you know Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb. At the very worst, like Travis Etienne, Kenny Walker. Right? You, You you can get your alpha, super alpha receiver and then you can probably get another receiver if you want to like an Olave a Devonte Smith something like that uh, Garrett Wilson will sometimes fall even though he's it's not happening quite as often now and then pair it with one of those running backs but you can legit get you know a Jamar Chase Derek Henry you know Nick Chubb right. something like you know what I'm saying something like this right now if you get to the end of the eighth round where you're picking at that turn again the eight nine turn like there's a big tier here of wide receivers that we want to pivot away from running backs to to go get, right? Because they just fall in such an awkward tier. Guys like um, where DeAndre Hopkins is going right now, Amari Cooper, Mike Williams, Christian Watson, um, Jerry Judy, Michael Pittman, Calvin Ridley, Jameson Williams, JSN, Drake London, Terry McLaurin. All these guys have ADPs which aren't just aren't commiserate with how we value the running backs that are going in that same area. Right. And so that's a long track of wide receivers where hopefully we can fill in outside that alpha. If we're going that 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 early. Right. Looks like we have a question about Trey Palmer in here. We'll 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 answer that here in a here in a second. Looks like Cody's doing a good job of answering it as it is. Um, The the thesis, the thesis I have here is that if you do get down to a spot like that and you've built your team, in such a way to where you feel like you got, you know, you know, two stud running backs, one super stud wide receiver, and maybe two or three of those guys that we, that, that we do like that I, that I mentioned earlier that's in that, in a really, a really good spot to be taking wide receivers based on the value that's going around them ADP wise. You've built a team like that. And in that situation, at the eighth round, would you rather be taking like a Tyler Algier or would you rather be adding on more wide receivers like Juju Smith-Schuster or Gabe Davis or something like that?
0: Well, and that's what I mean. It's, it seems like you're playing at house with house money at that point. Um, I would probably lean towards Algier there just because I know I can find value at the receiver position later on.
1: What about in the seventh round?
0: Whenever you'd be foregoing guys like Jahan Dotson,
1: you know, Brandon Cooks might be going up around there right now. I don't have the ADPs exactly pulled up. I'm just I'm I'm looking at it through 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 the structure of
0: the sheet. I still feel, based on what to Algiers' position right now, I would rather have him than a Brandon Cooks or Jahan Dotson.
1: What about James Cook? Now the Dame. Now the now that Damian Harris is in Buffalo.
0: I mean, I see that that's probably closer to where. That's where I would start, you know, having to make some tough decisions. That's a tough deal with Damian Harris. I had to make some tough decisions with where to move him. That's
1: another one of my sneaky things, and we'll get to that in one second. I Um, mean, maybe he's another Zach Moss type there. But geez, no, he's not. Zach Moss sucks. Damian Harris is good. Um, Daniel, I mean, mean,
0: just in just in the way that they use
1: use him. Thoughts on Trey Palmer from Nebraska is a late round stash in Dynasty.
0: He's um fast he's fast take take i mean it's I always mean it's never a bad idea to take a shot on pure speed like that but then yeah, you could have a john ross situation on your hand
1: fourth you know what what do you what do you end up running a
0: 6 i feel like maybe yeah four, three, three. our comps
1: our comps to him were danny gray miko hardman and quez watkins i see the cody mentioned quez watkins in the um in the in the chat but i mean look he's the exact type trey palmer's the exact type of player in dynasty with like a late round flyer who you would take a shot on i mean just look at you know he was he was a four-star prospect coming out absolute track star um he holds louisiana high school state record for the 200 meter dash which is just unbelievable to think of when you consider all the fast dudes that have come out of there he was one of the 10 he was one of the what I think that he's like a top 10 fastest player in college football last year. I'd say certainly the fastest player in his conference. Um, PFF had him as the 17th best uh, wide receiver as far as their grades out of 425 FBS qualifiers. He's shown that he can absolutely take over football games. You watch the Purdue football game in uh, 2022, 237 yards, 60 rushing yards and two touchdowns. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you 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 see that he has that upside, and what the hope is is he comes in and he's a Will Fuller, right? Well,
0: and, and you know, he saw, I saw him work on some intermediate routes at the Senior Bowl and succeed there. Um, yeah. What you worry about is the drops. He had 11 drops in 2022, right? Um,
1: he was a non-factor at LSU his whole time. He had there, 11. I mean, explainable. Like, I mean, he was on Octavian
0: Wiggs had 14.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I was, uh, this is to say that I'm not worried about Dontavion Wicks. By the way, shout out to Cody Carpentier, man. I, I work in these pro days. Um, he was at Dontavion Wicks pro day yesterday. Cody, you, you never answered my text. Did, can, can you mention the chat? Did Dontavion Wicks try to improve on his miserable 40 time? Or did he just stand on that thing? I'd be interested to hear that. I thought, um, I thought it
0: said he sent a link that said he ran a 452. Oh, he did? Well, yeah one he ran two heats, and I think the fastest was a four five two so he
1: wait he he improved from a four six two to a four five two that sounds like some hometown cooking it's some magic to me trash man <laughs> We'll see i mean well if, if that's, uh, that's a four the, five
0: that's what the tweet said
1: if it's a four five two we'll 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 adjust that up for pro day to a four five seven it it will make the profile look a little bit better at a four five seven than it is currently at a, at a four six two but yeah uh, that's our take on um trey Palmer um let's talk about Damian Harris and just what you think about him going to the Buffalo Bills. To me, the more and more I thought about it. Is this one of your sneaky? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's sneaky. I think I would rather have Damian well, before Harris. Before we go
0: to Damian Harris, let me, let me throw in one of mine. Cause it also relates to the Atlanta Falcons. And to me, it was Taylor Heineke. I feel like he, this whole Taylor Heineke. Thing, well, I'm, I just seems to me, I mean, if you just connect the dots, it seems like, there's a good ch- good chance he's going to be the starting quarterback for Atlanta for a lot of the season. So it's a
1: shitty low volume to offense. Don't
0: well, even throw I I the one I mean, he player. was he was decent. He was decent in Washington.
1: He turned into worked. a pumpkin. He's a Fitzpatrick Junior. He's a uh, P.
0: No, I mean, like T- Terry McLaurin would have would disagree with you on that. I well, feel like sure Heineken in he London could have a. Really good connection. I just think I just think it's something sneaky to look out for, especially in best balls and best ball leagues. He
1: does he does lock onto his best player, unlike Carson Wentz that locks onto damn Curtis. Samuel. I think in best
0: balls, if you get like, it'd be easy to get a Heineke, London, Algier stack, and it could end up paying dividends in best ball.
1: <laughs> you want to stack him with Algier? <laughs> Sounds, sounds like one of those cock cockamamie stacks you were doing when you were doing those live streams last year, trash man. Like, yeah. What, 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 all right. Can, can we talk about Damian Harris now, please? Fine. Who's to, dude? Who's who's to say this? Who's not going to score like nine, ten touchdowns
0: in the Bills' offense? I mean, he, he's definitely in a good position for scoring.
1: Yeah. I just i i i i, st- I started looking at it. I'm like, Do, okay. Well, do we always really, thought he was a better
0: running back than Stevenson.
1: I'm just, I, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at these ADPs. Do I, really want, do I really want Alexander Madison more than I want Damian Harris before we even know if Dalvin's going to be back? Do I really want a slug like Brian Robinson over Damian, who plays for who plays for Washington, over, Bron, over Damian Harris, who's going to be playing for the, for the Bills offense? Like, are you kidding? I know that there's the issue with the Josh Allen rushing touchdowns. I mean, I get that he's gonna he's gonna steal them away. So it's not like he's gonna get all the goal line work. But man, he's gonna he's gonna, he's gonna get all the running back goal line work. They're not gonna hand it off to James Cook down there. We've seen that Damian Harris at least during training camps. We've seen that it's it, it now it's never manifested during the during the season as much as we would have hoped. But we have seen that he's been like during some of these training camps, he's looked like the best receiving weapon that, that the Patriots had at, at, at their disposal, you know, why they, why we didn't ever see it fully take place during the season is something completely different. I think with James Cook there and Naheem Hines, it kind of, it does sort of swindle that, but dude, if this guy's going to be, if this guy's going to, and Hines could be a cap casualty, I believe, by, by, by the way, there's some post June first stuff with, with, with him we've talked about before, but if this is going to be a situation where it's like something where we have to think about Damian Harris in the mold of being like a sort of a Devin Singletary plus type of guy cuz he's better than Devin Singletary and yeah. in and in and in, in that offense he he could be really valuable I just I I I just don't see how, how I could take like Kenneth Gainwell over him you know what I mean or Zeke, who doesn't even hasn't been picked up yet. Absolutely. Elijah Mitchell, who's who is CMC's backup. Yeah, I mean, he should be going ahead of those guys. He should certainly be, be going ahead of the Miami guys. I mean, he should be a different tier than the Miami guys. I think he belongs in the Damian Harris belongs right there with Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman and stuff. That's Straight big. up, man. That, that's 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 where he, he needs to be i i think it's a, sort of a sneaky adp play there and even if you have to take him a little bit early to get him there you're still looking at what you're looking at pick 130
0: something like so that where, so where is he in reference to and um, cook there um
1: well on the sheet i don't know it's it, it's probably better it might be good if i just pull up underdog so i can be looking at their actual adps um let's see here so on underdog Does Underdog make you sign in every damn time you go to this site? Um, and it's gonna bug me because I'm on the clock. Okay, so NFL. Oh wait, go to lobby NFL active. How do I? Where's the rankings tab? Here it is. Okay, so Damian Harris. ADP is 142.3 among running backs. Here are the guys who are going ahead of him. Deontay Foreman. Well, yeah, so, I mean, it's – I mean, Elijah Mitchell is going six spots ahead of him. Kenneth Gainwell is going 13 spots ahead of him. Alexander Madison is going 20. A.J. Dillon is going 30. Rashad Penny, I can see. Brian Robinson, I can't see it going 30 – three spots ahead of him yeah it just it, it it doesn't make any sense to me so I think that that's been the good move with Damian Harris I think that's probably what the public is going to follow along
0: on here well it makes sense to get a prime piece of one of the league's best offenses
1: Cody says that Kendra Miller is better than Damian Harris once Minnesota drafts him in the fourth round this year and trades Dalvin Cook Love the Kendra Miller foreshadowing there. Do you do you have do you have any more sneaky situations before we talk about Kendra Trash Man? I had a couple. All right, let's one let's hear is them. one is Mike Gossicki in New England. Do people talk about this like it's the worst thing that since sliced bread? Or wait,
0: the worst thing since <laughs> now the bet the bet it's the best thing since sliced bread. Is the <laughs> yeah. analogy, but people talk about like I guess, it, like it's I the guess worst whatever thing. is the opposite of sliced bread is I guess the analogy then. Unsliced bread.
1: The worst thing since unsliced bread. <laughs> People talk about it like that. I'm like, the worst situation he could have been in was in Miami.
0: Yeah. Where they, where he, they want to be. I mean, where he's be not utilized and utilized as a blocker when he's in there.
1: They want a George Kittle. They want a George Kittle guy that's going to be happy to run block and put some dude's dick in the dirt. And that's just, that's not what Mike Kosicki does, dude. He lines no. up in the slot and we've because seen he's a the pass big, catcher and i think yeah. he's
0: i think he's you know in a pr- prime position to be one of the primary pass catchers in that new england offense
1: are you worried Red that targets. are you worried now that we have the um now that we have the measurables on jackson smith and jigba and we're probably looking about a pro day adjusted like probably about a four-five-five forty 40 time you take that you take the three cone you take the short shuttle you take the size and you basically have um somebody who from a statistical and a physical profile looks an awful lot like Julian Edelman. Do you worry at all that the Patriots are going to take JSN from whose perspective, <laughs> from this, the perspective, from my perspective, this has a ton of JSN and all my Debbie stuff. And every, I, 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 I do not want him going to new England. It just feels like that's where wide receivers go to die. I thought you loved Mac Jones. I do love Mac Jones. I just don't like my receivers ending up in New England.
0: <laughs> See that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't track for me. See, I hate that's not Jones. track
1: for you. So wait, so <laughs> so just because I like Mac Jones means I have to trust Matt
0: Patricia, Joe Judge, and or Bill O'Brien with them. Come on, I, I, I'd say that. Um, uh, no, I feel like I feel like JSN. I mean, could he? could he be the missing piece i mean i think maybe he goes to minnesota i feel like that could be i i think he's I, I, but I, he's he's very similar to justin jefferson
1: but I, I think they need a i think they need a second receiver now probably fair all right what's your other sneaky situation besides Gesicki? and hold on wait before we be, before that just let me ask. so with Gesicki, do you like him more in dynasty than or do you do you like him as you you can't like him as much as like cole Komet or anything like that right why not? Well, because Cole Komet, all he does is catch touchdowns and get, do, the, do the Louisville slugger stuff. So,
0: I feel like he, Cole Komet is so more, com- more competition. So rookie year. Cole Komet is more competition. I feel like I don't know that he would be cons- as consistent as a Gasicki. I, I, I mean, I don't mind.
1: Well, I, Gasicki's I, got I, competition too. He's got competition at his own position
0: there. I mean, but I feel like I feel like he's going to be more the, the pass catcher there in that role. Well,
1: even the guy that's not been the pass catcher has been a really awesome pass catcher. And his name was Rob Gronkowski. So it's like, I don't know. I I mean, I'll, I'll be interested to see what Kasicki. I feel like though he's nothing more than a tight end three right now in, in, in best ball, whenever you kind of get off to a a slow start and you, you start out your team with Chigo Conquo and Greg Dulcich or something like that.
0: I I feel like he's late value to be had, especially if you don't really prioritize tight end early in the, in a best ball draft. The last one I wanted to talk—it was um, Elijah Moore in Cleveland. I mean, I, I mean Elijah. I mean, when when he's coming to the league, he was one of the top receivers coming oh, into yeah. the league, yeah. and he's he's not that old. I think he goes onto an offense with a, be, a better quarterback than he's ever had in Cleveland, a better quarterback than a lot of people have ever had, <laughs> yeah. and Deshaun Watson. I just think Cleveland in general, dude. They're putting together. So I mean,
1: I think Nick Chubb is going to be so like really good next year. I think Watson is going to be better than a lot of people think. You know, he's he's got Amari Cooper and a, and, a, and he's got Elijah to be throwing the football to. He's got some tight ends. I mean, it's, he's, he's still got yeah. DPJ. Uh, I mean,
0: I mean, if you like Brandon Cooks in Houston with Watson, then you have to love more there with him. And no, Cleveland. I yeah, I love it. So I didn't nec- I didn't necessarily move him up.
1: Do you think that this was a move that actually should kind of move Elijah more up? Do you like Elijah? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, do I mean, you
0: think- could, if, I mean, if we're basing his previous position on, you know, would you rather have him over, over Brandon Cooks? What's up? Would you have him over Brandon Cooks or Michael Thomas?
1: I know you'd have him over Cortland Sutton, wouldn't you?
0: I'd have him over Sutton. What about I mean, Zay? I think, I think it's fair to have, I think it's fair to keep him right around there.
1: What about over Zay Flowers and Alan Lazard?
0: I'd have him over Flowers. I'd have. Ha- well,
1: what about Sutton? I'd if have you, him over Sutton. I think I do too. Why do they? Why do the? Is it just because Sean Payton's coming in there that that? The Broncos seem to hate all their old players like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and stuff. What's so wrong with Jerry Judy? Why don't they I don't they know wanna... why they would hate Jerry Judy? Well, they do. They're not picking up his fifth year option. That that's the reports. What's so wrong with Judy?
0: Nothing's wrong with Judy. If anybody if they if they keep any of those receivers, it should be Judy.
1: Yeah. Okay, so I'm I moved up Elijah Moore. Um if you had to make a decision in best ball, would you rather have Elijah Moore or James Conner? I'd rather take a shot on Elijah Moore than in best ball league. Especially in one like this, especially in one like underdog where people are such zealots for wide receivers.
0: You yeah. know,
1: that's the kind of decision you're, you're going to have to make. Okay, cool. Uh, do, what, let me just say I think the Browns are just sneaky. You know, I think Deshaun Watson's a guy I'm getting a lot of and stuff you know give the give him the whole offseason he's still a good quarterback right give him the whole offseason don't throw him into this messed up situation where he's had a whole you know uh, i mean the year has been i mean clearly because of his own doing right but it was a messed up year (laughs) last year weird thing to hop into midstream it's like yeah i mean don't draft him i'll 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 scoop him up all right kendra miller let's talk about him um Kendra Miller is 5'11", 215 pounds, thirty two and three inch hands, nine and three—I mean, nine and three eighths inch hands. say thirty two and three eighths inch hands would be would be something trash, man. Um,
0: Some hamburger. Thirty
1: two and three inch arms. He'll be twenty one for his uh, twenty twenty three season. Pretty good production overall. Fifteen hundred and fifteen scrimmage yards, seventeen total touchdowns last year for TCU and. Anybody that watched TCU last season knows who Kendra Miller is. Um, he's one of the guys in the Big 12, you know, watching the Big 12 closely that I would consider to be a, 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 a real problem, you know, just a real, real problem to face this guy. It's, it's – Texas had a lot of trouble getting his run fits versus TCU, and this is a guy that if you don't get your run fits – uh, right across the interior against him he's 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 going to destroy you because he has the feature back size and body mass he's quick he's got great balance he's got great feel for the flow of the game great like spatial a patient, patient runner yeah yeah and and and, and a creative runner but, but what 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 makes him creative is 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 his patience he's got a vision he's decisive he's quick it's a really terrific ability to navigate through traffic uh, really good at forcing missed tackles. I had this in my write-up of him. It was uh, a what, what, – what is it? Uh, he was top 12 out of 255 qualifiers per PFF and forced missed tackles during 2023. They credited him with 109 as far as uh, career forced missed tackles. That's on 353 career, career carries. And also a pretty, pretty t- excellent 3.8 yards after contact per attempt. So he's he's not a guy who's going to kill you with his raw speed, but he is a guy that, like I wrote up, man, even when these DBs take really good pursuit angles, the way that he can accelerate and sort of dash into space and find space and stuff, he's got the the maniacal, frenetic running style that reminds me so much of Kareem Hunt back when he was in – Back when he was in
0: college, that was Um, that was going to be my initial, um, comparison. But I feel like maybe he's not quite as much of a bull in a china shop as Hunt was coming out to me. He he reminds me a little bit of an Aaron Jones. Why did I think you were going to say that? Is it just because he wears thirty three? No, I didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't realize that. <laughs> for some reason, I thought
1: Trashman might, might, might say this is an A Jones. The one thing that, he, that you know, the things on his profile that, uh, you know, the reason he doesn't remind me of an A Jones is be, because here's the thing about a, a Jones. He, he was a problem too. Like even, even playing for UTEP, that guy was a problem having to play that guy. You're just like, man, this is this, like, this guy's the best player on, on his old team. Um, Is that, he was not used quite as much as you'd like to see in college as, as as a receiver. I think his best target share on a season was last season. And it was only, uh, was it, what was the target share last season? Uh, Target share last season, only a five, only a 5% uh, market share of um, team, team receptions for him last year. So it's not, not the, not the best um, market share as far as receptions, but if you look at it, that, that, that offense that Dykes runs, this isn't a Jimbo Fisher offense where they run out, where they do these Isaiah Spiller and H, Devin A-Chain stuff. This is, um, this is an offense that they dump the ball off to him plenty. I mean, he's, he, he looks fine catching the ball in these dump-offs and these screen passes and stuff. Watch these games. you know, They don't design things up for him, but they don't design things up for the running backs really too much at all. Yeah. they have, they have, they have good players on the outside like Quentin Johnson and Darius Davis and the rest so um, i'm just i'm not that concerned about it the, the, maybe one concern is his, his legs his legs are a little bit skinny maybe that's kind of aaron jonesy about him
0: legs are a little I bit mean, skinny i mean yeah just watching him run i i, I mean the pass catching that's it's i mean that's its own thing but watch, watching as a runner he reminded me of aaron jones Yep.
1: and then of course the you know the the very important thing is that he's coming off an MCL sprain that he suffered versus Michigan in the college football playoffs. What, what I'll say about that is all week people were just talking about is Kendra Miller going to be able to go against Georgia, right? The, like, is he going to be able to go? They're going to test it out. The report didn't come out till six thirty on the night of the national championship game. That, that Kendra is not going to play. And it was a big report because Kendra was a big reason for this for the unprecedented success that TCU had in in 2022 so I think we've seen through the course of the senior bowl and through the combine and all the rest of it I mean Max Max Duggan wasn't the one who was responsible for a lot of this it can't be all on Quentin Johnston's shoulders you know I mean this is the pounding heartbeat of of what of what made that offense go is Kendra he Zach Evans didn't want to didn't want any piece of competing with him for for a for junior season he, he he left to go to Ole Miss yeah so I'm I'm enamored by his tape I'm enamored by his size I love the fact that not many of these guys have feature back size in this class Um, the concerns are for me maybe the pass catching a little bit of the skinny legs and then the stuff with the knee but if he was thinking about maybe going to a week later, I mean, and it's an MCL sprain. It's not an ACL tear. It's, a, it, it's an MCL sprain. Yeah. So now what is, is he going to run next week at his pro day? I'm not sure if Cody's still in the chat, maybe he can answer because I, I, I didn't get to talk to Kendra Miller much during his availability at the, um, at the combine. I did. I, uh, I did walk by to get a photo of him. Some dude asked him if he, if he'd met with the Texans. And he goes, and he goes, yes, I have. They're very interested in Quentin Johnston. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like,
1: the guy's like, oh, okay. You know, so that's something to maybe keep in mind, you know, that the Texans could be. Oh, I mean, that there. would make
0: a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially with all the moves that, that, that they've been making lately. But anyway, um, so I put in my credential my request to be there at TCU next Friday. And so we'll be there to cover it. I'm not sure that Kendra is going to run. Um, If if he's not fully recovered, it's almost like a why would he sort of situation. I think people kind of view him as a four or five ish guy. Yeah. And that's what you see on film. Like I said, he's not going to burn you with the raw speed, but he just, he's quick. He accelerates so well. He's just, he he, he plays with this frenetic maniacal energy that it's, it's, it's fun to watch. If you haven't seen Kendra Miller, you should watch him and you should come to terms with the fact that he's going to be a top five rookie running back in this class where you have him in that top five you know that's up for debate but you know having him in the top five is 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 not up for debate uh if you believe that the knee injury is not that big a deal which I don't think it is so um trash me do you do you think do you think Kendra Miller I mean as far as is he gonna go I mean is he we talked about Roshon Johnson being a day two pick. I mean, Ken, Kendra Miller is going to going to going to be a day two pick, right?
0: I could see him going in the fourth round.
1: You can see him going in the fourth round.
0: Yeah, be- because of the knee. I just, I mean, I just generally tend to think a lot of teams don't value running backs as much as they used to. But I mean, I mean, he, he could go in the third round too. I don't see him as a second round pick. What about? Okay, but but you did. I mean, is Jameer is is Jameer
1: Gibbs a lock like first round pick for you? I mean, is, is he a first round pick? Is he? Do you see him second round? Like,
0: how? how I, do you can see I can see him. I can see him at the end of the first round. I mean, I I mean, like right now, I and just in my mind, I have Miller is probably my 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 third or fourth running back.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, man, yeah. As of as, as, as dude, as of now, for me, the evaluations aren't done. But barring unforeseen circumstances, barring news that comes out about the knee that's worse, uh, barring anything a disastrous happening at the at the pro day that we at roster watch we that are cover, if they let us in on Friday, Kendra Miller, RB three in this class.